This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Pondering Nerdcast. This is episode 61 of season 4 in 2017. That's the last time I'm probably going to say it that way because... It's been painfully aware that we are in a new year. Yes, painfully yep. aware. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention to the news lately, then you know. And I don't know what to tell you. Oh, if you're just like me, you're just like, well, whatever, guy. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever happens. Um. Anyway, let's get started, shall we? Um. Tonight with me here tonight is a. Uh, I just said tonight with me here tonight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, last night, uh, next week. That's the, name, that's the name of the new show. Um, with me tonight is Alyssa Spector. Hey, guys. And uh, Castle, a.k.a. Dwayne, a.k.a. Castle. Castle's in the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nate is not here tonight, or Jody um, will you know, probably catch him in the next round or so. Anywho, let's get started, shall we? Let's talk about some of the tech stuff that's happening in, um, I mean, just some you know like two topics or so because there's a there's apparently a lot of tech stuff happening it seems to be reheated even though ces just happened and no one cared um we're still gonna move forward <laughs> that came up already i didn't even know <laughs> exactly <laughs> ces was like the earlier this year like earlier this month actually um nothing really came about besides that you know laptop that everybody was that got stolen the one from um, Razer, um, yeah. the one with the dual screen and all that, 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 you know. But, Everybody's dream laptop. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Apparently, two of them were stuff. Like I probably assumed the big topic was all number 4K TV. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll see how that's going to go down in history or whatever. Um, so, over the past, I, I want to say for the past decade, there's been a battle. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's been a, quite a battle between, I think um, Apple started this battle with people who, um, with people who, uh, who do repairs. Like the people who um, do like, you know, like those um, shops you can go to and you get like, um, you can get your stuff repaired, like your MacBook or your laptop or your phone or whatever, like your screen. Like mom, mom pop shops, right? Yeah, like those type of things. Or like um, the website iFixit that was, they actually was sell, they show you how to take any, pretty much any new device out there. They show you how to open it, you know, go in, fix it yourself. You know, like it, it, um, it lends people the freedom to like fix their own devices um, without actually paying all this crazy money to have somebody else do it for you when you can just learn it on your own. Um, and I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, and I, I mean like people in the comments and whatnot, I remember years ago that Steve Jobs himself um, said something along the lines of like, no, we should be able to like, he wanted it to make it illegal for I fix it. Like websites like I fix it or like mom pop shorts to, to help fix their devices. I think even Sony was on that bandwagon and everything like that with their PlayStations at the time that you had no right. Like some, they, they try to frame it where you had no rights to your own like devices that you bought yourself. 
<laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it's it's been in courts for years. It, it, I think it's called the um, right to repair. Um, and like some companies are for it, and some companies are not for it. Where you don't have the right to repair your own equipment or go to somebody who can repair it for you besides the manufacturer who makes it and whatnot. And so it's been like, it started this whole thing called repair.org and all this other stuff. And it seems like it's starting to uh, pick up steam in different states where, you know, I think right now, Massachusetts, um, Nebraska, New York, Minnesota, according to this article, um, they're working to legalize the, like, just imagine that, right? Like they're working to legalize so you can repair your shit yourself. Like that's a, like that's a damn law. <laughs> like, just think about that for a second. This is a law. Like people who have an issue with this other thing, um, and it, it's purely driven out of control. Like just companies ha- wanted to have control of their stuff, where they don't want you to make unsolicited, you know, uh, manipulations to your device to do certain things or that that it wasn't intended to do in the first place. But I mean, they are clear with their with their policies that if you do open up an iPhone, you void your warranty, you know, like so. I mean, but a lot of people do it anyway and they don't really care, you know, because mm-hmm. so, it still works and it does what they want. Like, so I mean, like, what do you guys think about this? Like that, that, that it's like mind boggling. That's like it's a it has to be written into law to fix the devices you bought yourself Well, with a car is it fixed into law that, you know, that. Uh, what should call it? Do you have to have it? If let's say something is wrong with your car, you can fix it yourself. You don't have to take it to like the dealership. But a lot of times they want you to take it to the dealership, um, because they know exactly what they're doing. So I don't know. I think if you know exactly what you're doing, I think you have a right to fix your own product. Because you know, especially Apple, you have to. It costs like an arm and a leg to <laughs> if your screen cracks. You know, you're, you'll be paying, like, almost half the amount of the product. I remember, I think my, uh, you know, the screen on my, when I got my uh, iMac computer, it, you know, the screen was cracked, like, within the first day I got it, and yeah. I took it to the Apple store to get it fixed. Uh, well, I actually was able to go through my bank to get, um, you know, they were able to, like, they had this... Uh, uh, service where you know they can cover like damaged items um but it took like two months to get the claim and you know i had to go through apple and ask like how much is this going to cost and they gave me the receipt for how much it costs and i had to send it to my bank and then i finally got the check for how much that cost and you know after you know and it was a lot i you know i think it, I think a cracked screen, it costs almost like, like 300 something dollars. Um, you know, thank God I was able to get, you know, a claim through my bank. Um, they were able to cover the charge, but the annoying thing is I remember when I brought my computer to iMac, uh, to Apple, uh, you know, they said they would cover it for the charge. They never once told me that they found something else wrong with the computer. And then when I went to pick up the computer, they charged, they put on like another $200, Wow, I was like, wow. I was never told about this. I took me two months to get this, you know, 
check through my bank for them to cover the damage. And they were like, okay, sure, fine. They just took off the extra 200-something dollars because they know they screwed up. They never told me that they found something else wrong. They never once sent to me by email or by phone, like, we found something wrong. I'm going to have to charge you extra. Like, so, I'm like, yeah. Uh, that, better. Yeah, that sounds like uh, something you, you'd hear usually when um, I've, he- I've heard those stories from, like, my friends who have cars. Like they were mm-hmm. taking him for, for service and, you know, for one thing and then they get hit with this extra shit, <laughs> you know, out of nowhere that nobody told them. About. Even mechanics, man. If they know, yeah, you, yeah if, you, if they know your person, they don't know about cards, they would, they would, they would really break your car on purpose. They had, yeah, they, they had that done one day. They, they had this guy go take his car to a crooked guy. There was nothing wrong with the car. They bought a perfect brand new car there and he said, yeah, um, something's wrong with the, um, it was something, something small. And next, you know, the guy told him, yeah, well, you know, this is kind of messed up too. You might pay additional stuff. And they busted him on that. Yeah, yeah uh, that'll happen. Um, you know, it, like I said, if you know what you're doing and you know the technology and you can fix it yourself, yeah, you have a right to, to fix your own product. Uh, but like with certain products, like I know like Apple's new uh, MacBooks, they have like that fancy like touch keyboard or oh, something the touch the, the touch bar yeah <laughs> like the touch strip yeah like if that breaks like i wouldn't know how to fix that so. yeah like it's it's kind of weird because this whole thing is based off a, of an old law called the motor vehicle uh motor uh, vehicle owner's rights right mm-hmm. to repair act and apparently in massachusetts like that you need like that law is there so you can fix your own car so it's like like I said before, um, this is what Steve Jobs was trying to do at the time, where it's saying that you don't really own an iPhone or an iPad or any Mac devices. You're actually leasing it because it costs so much money. A lot of people do buy these things on credit and they buy them off of subsidies and stuff like that. So in a way, he's right. But on the other end, it's like, you know, um, if what about customers who can afford to buy an iPhone straight out, like, you know, spend, drop the 700 bucks and it's theirs. Like, you know, I'm no longer leasing it. I don't have, I'm not beholden to anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like my, my, I have an iPad mini. I don't, I, you know, I paid the 300 something dollars for it completely and it's mine. Yeah, but what I've noticed is like the support for it goes down tremendously. Um, when you when you buy these things it's like they don't want to hear you they don't want to talk to you they don't want you know it's like it's like oh well no he bought his thing he doesn't have a lease or anything or whatever the case may be and it's kind of crazy that this law exists like you know with these companies like they create something like a tractor or a car or an app or, or or a mac uh a laptop or whatever a cell phone and they're telling you you don't have rights to fix it yourself, even if you know what you're doing, or if you can take it to somebody who can probably fix it for a way cheaper price than what you can, you know, do it in the store or the auto shop for. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, you know, we're not going to be responsible for this. So they come up with all these ways to punish the customer for not do you know, for not coming back to them. Well, because they want money, to all, they want all the money to go to themselves. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Because it's like yeah, I mean I get that yeah yeah. Because it's like yeah. if you if you have a cracked screen, why am I gonna pay like a couple of, like when my when my when my, when my, when my note I think it was my note four my note four broke like the screen cracked that was the first time phone ever cracked to me. I had to pay two hundred dollars. Even when I had the insurance to Sprint, pay two hundred dollars. Let's get the screen fixed. Sprint 
Yeah, Sprint insurance is worthless. And I'm like, I'm looking at like, okay, two hundred dollars just for a screen fix. And I, and I look at like, if if I could have went to a store and if, if I found a store and fixed it, I know I would probably pay cheaper. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's like all that money's going back to the company, back to you. So you actually pay more than the phone. They want you to break your phones. That's what it is. Yeah. And I, I will say, in in fairness to the companies that. They, uh, you know, as long as you can pay that price, um, they will repair your phone for you completely. And like, you know, in the best way possible. So in a way, it's like they are the best people to go to. But at the same time, you end up spending just probably, probably, you know, half the price of what the product was in the first place. And especially like all these high end stuff. They're just like that. The only thing I could say will valid their point more if I, if they was trying to say like, you know, we don't want you hacking. If it's something about hacking the phones or any other, any type of tech, then I say fine. Their point's valid, you know, to try to fight it. But if we're just repairing it just to make it work, if we do something to it, then we should have that right. You shouldn't have to be no law, nothing to have to get passed for that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with <laughs> in this. Um, and, you know, before anybody says, like, oh, well, this is new, it's not new. This is something that's been going on for a while now. And. Um, but I, I just don't, it, it doesn't make mainstream news because a lot of people don't really run into these issues where they just, they just pay the insurance and cause they don't really, you know, let's face it. The majority of people who buy these products don't really know. They don't really know how to fix them. They don't know that's the way to fix, they, they have a way to fix them for themselves. They rely on others to fix it for them. So yeah, it is what it is though. So we shall see where this goes and hope, you know, hopefully it gets legalized in New York City, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to um, some more interesting news here in tech. So there's a movie coming out called Mind Game, uh, Mind Gamers. Um, it should be dropping later on this year. Uh, it's a sci-fi thriller. And so they're going to, I'm guessing this is in participant in theaters where when you go to the movie, you will be offered up some cognitive bands that you strap to your forehead. And as you're watching it, it will pretty much record the state of your mind while watching this movie. Um, you know, to see how people are responding to these other things. And <laughs> um, to, guess try to figure out some things. And apparently you're going to have Q&A talks when you go to see this movie we buy from like neuroscientists and stuff like that. So yeah, guys, anybody up for getting this strapped to your forehead and making it all work? Yeah, down with that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's um pretty interesting. Like it's uh the trailer itself is, I wouldn't really call it spectacular. Like it, I mean, there are a lot of cool moving parts. I guess it's pretty, <laughs> you know. And it's very, you know, very sci-fi thriller-ish. No, I mean, I, I, I go see the movie. It looks cool, but I don't want something strapped to my head. Uh, you know, I go to movies to relax. I don't need to be an experiment. Mm. Yeah, because the movie itself is also like they're experimenting with like control, like you know, like one brain controls many, almost like a hive mind sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um and to do what i'm not really sure um what why that is i don't know maybe to make dance parties better <laughs> you know but who knows uh is it to like get certain things or a different type of drug who do, I, don't, I don't really know what what exactly is going on in this movie 
<laughs> I think it's just the wrong type of movie to do the experiment, though, because it's like, oh, here's a movie about, you know, somebody controlling a bunch of minds at once. And you're gonna be you're gonna be all strapped in all at once for all of us to uh you know for all of you to be monitored at once. So it's like it's like some weird inception shit. Yeah. Kinda spooky. Too spooky. It is it is another way for um I guess movie theaters to become this really interactive, um like to, I guess, make it as interactive as they can with uh, like another level to movie going, you know? And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people who's going to sign up for this. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of weird, but. There's enough crazy uh, people in the world to do these things. So, yeah, because I, I don't even I don't even know what they're collecting the data to do exactly. They're, they're saying it's a passive experiment. So I guess you can ask. Please, people, what's happening? <laughs> uh, <but laughs> maybe, guys. Maybe. I, I, it's not, like I said, it's probably not something I would want to see. So, <laughs> um, Anywho, uh, moving on to some film news, or, 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 you know, aside from that other film news. So, apparently, you know, Sundance is... Um, uh, I think it's going on now, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, or maybe it's past. Um, uh, so there's a movie called, uh, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly, Flying Lotus Kuso. I think the okay. movie's called Kuso, and the people, the studio... It's called Flying Lotus? Is, or they're like a, yeah, they're like a weird artsy studio, but I think, I think, Kuso is Japanese for shit. <laughs> oh. I think. That would probably make sense. <laughs> we should look up Flying Lotus and see what they're about. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I was right. Kuso means like crap or shit or bullshit. <laughs> like, Let me see. Flying Lotus. like if you're cursing, like, ah, oh, like, like if you're cursing and saying, ah, shit, go Kuso. Oh, so apparently Flying Lotus is a music producer. Um, oh. yeah, he apparently he has a few stuff out. Um he has a few movies out. Uh this is his fourth movie. Um Clapping for the Wrong Reasons, Wrong Until the Quiet Comes and this Kuso is his latest movie. And he's on one, two, three, four. Uh one, two, three yeah, four record labels. Wow. And he specialized in dance electronic pop. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Um, um. So yeah. So th- this movie. Um. So unlike the last movie, this movie would make you run out the theaters. Apparently, <laughs> oh. it's been dubbed one of the most disgusting movies ever made. <laughs> uh. And apparently, there's a there's a penis stabbing scene. Uh, I mean, I'm all for like crazy artsy movies, but I have a limit. I don't want to mm. see some of that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um the ABCs of Death. I don't know if you ever seen that. There's like a, oh, like a series. Isn't yeah. that? Kind... I was gonna say, is that 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 book by like Edward Gorey? The 
with the, oh. with the children, the children that all die, and it's 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 like an alphabetical order. Oh, like, um, no, it's not from not. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> it, well, it might be based on that from. You know, from oh, the yeah. way you describe, I've never heard of that book. But, I, um, oh, never mind. I totally think of something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ABC says literally is like they like they. It was a challenge to they contacted twenty six um, directors and they had to pick a letter, and whatever letter they made, they picked. They had to make a short horror movie based around that um, hmm. that particular letter, and um, so it it they kind of have to guess what <laughs> what it was. Um, there's been part one and part two. I think you can find it on Netflix right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, this movie, uh, it's a short film and right now it's running at, at Sundance and apparently it's, um, it's been called all sorts of thing. Um, you know, and it's saying that only 20 people out of 400 people who walked out of the movie theater, like it wasn't that, like people are saying, like, you know, according to the guy, Flying Lotus, it's not that, not as big as people are saying, like they're, they're describing like what's happening, you know? It, it can't be. It, because, I mean, I think it's just because we haven't seen gross star movies or let's just say um, gore movies for a while. Because, I mean, come on, you had the Saw series, you had Hostel. Or Centipede. Yeah, you had, you had, <laughs> you had all the gory movies. And then after yeah. that, all these movies, for some reason, I don't know why, but I kind of figure why, you know, they all went some PG style movies just to make jump scares. So now, now, yeah. now more money comes out where, where it's just pure, pure gore. Everybody's like, oh, I can't take this. I got to get out of here. Come on, man. Come on, grow it. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a little weird that people, uh, cause I, that's the, that's the same thing that came to mind. It's like, you're creeped out by this, but you're okay with Saw. And hostile and human centipede. <laughs> oh no, I was freaked out by the the concept of the human centipede. No way do I want to see that, uh, <laughs> and no way do I want to see hostile either. Like I've seen, like crazy exploitation films. I, I don't know. I don't want to see this. I've, I've seen some weird shit. <laughs> There's a really disturbing movie called yeah. a Serbian film. I haven't seen it, but I read a description about it, and mm. I do not want to see that movie. And that's probably up there with this, uh, with some of the descriptions. Like, uh, uh. yeah, there there are some weird ass movies out there, and it's it's nothing new. Oh, like I, I would death. just Remember that one, hmm? Faces of Death. Well, that wasn't really a movie. That was like a a videotape. Um, real that was death. Yeah, like there, there was a. So I don't know if you know about this, Alyssa. Um, in the nineties, there like there was this whole underground videotape thing where people would just exchange videotapes. It was like fucked up things happening. Oh and, no, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, so somehow someone made a videotape called Faces of Death, where three parts. it was. Hmm. It was three, three parts. Three parts. Oh, there's three parts. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought it was only one. Um where they had all these different clips of newsreels from around the world. And these are like um, news stations that would show things um, or videos that would pop up online that he was, he or she were able to create and put onto a videotape um, of like people getting executed, um, mass shootings, that sort of thing, uh, war and that sort of like every, all the wars you would hear about on CNN in that time period 
where you hear like, oh, they decapitated one of the soldiers today. Like they would find that footage and put it on there. So it was called the faces that and it's like kind of circulate all over America for some reason. And apparently in the 90s, there's been a whole thing. The hatchet chopping the head right off. People jumping right. buildings head first. Their head just explode. It, it, this is real stuff. Not fake. Yeah. Oh, it, it, says that, it says the Faces of Death was a movie from 1978. That that's probably from that. I think that's the other actual movie. But then no. after that, like it became like this like thing, um, this videotape thing, uh, that that floated around in the nineties. Snuff films, they call it. You make snuff films. Yeah, pretty much uh, a bunch of snuff films put like stitched together. Um, but yeah, there there is a there is a uh, Faces of Death movie um, from the seventies, and you know, but this this one is like, it, you know, it's pretty. That one is pretty gruesome too. So, but that's been going on for a while, though, around the years and stuff like that, and all kind of crazy shit that you hear happening. So, but yeah, it's nothing new. Um, I corrected those four movies. That's four movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think there's five or six. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they just keep making it. <laughs> it says there's Faces of Death 1978. I don't know if these are the same movies, but then it says Faces of Death 2 is 1981. Faces of Death 3, 1985. Uh, Faces of Death 4 was 1990. Faces of Death 5 was 1995. Faces of Death 6 was 1996. Jesus. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's nothing new. So be, be easy. 20 people who rock, walked out of the movie theater. <laughs> but everybody has their, their breaking point, right? Yeah. yeah anyway. Um, speaking of, um, I guess we can call this a breaking point for um, a movie called A Dog's Purpose. Now, this movie I've seen advertised everywhere. And it's about a dog that apparently that... um. It's reincarnated in other dogs, so to you know live a very long life. Um, uh, basically, if you want to see a dog die four times in one movie, here yeah. you go. Here you go. Um, cry all the time. <laughs> so now, apparently, the movie was pegged to be this huge, like you know, feel good movie, and it's gonna make so much money, and it's like right around the, the holiday time, and people are like, oh man, we need something good, well, you know, and like this, all this stuff, and it completely bombed. <laughs> but, and they contributed it to being, um, to the movie, um, only grossing around 25 million since its opening weekend. Um, but I'm sure if we check it out on Box Office Mojo, it might be a different number going on there. But according to this article, the movie only made about 25 million so far and despite it being released in over 3,000 theaters yeah but um, um, I did my research into that whole thing and I think TMZ blew it out of proportion because people who are like dog trainers or I even went on like uh, Imager you know which you know people have right. like uh, you know different usernames so you don't know who's who uh, but somebody said like they're a dog trainer that works with like Hollywood, you know, works with dogs for movies. And they said that what the trainer was doing in the video was just, this is what they do. They just introduce the dog to the water and, you know, they slowly lower the dog into the water to like get used to it. But the moment the dog starts panicking and freaks out, they pull the dog back out of the water. So TMZ kind of edited the the video to make it look like 
he just <clears throat> excuse forcing me forcing the dog in there yeah forcing the dog and then it shows another scene where the dog is like paddling around like scrambling in the water making it like he threw it in but i'm like you can blatantly see it's like a different area and it's and somebody said that you know the trainer that was on set said that um or the producer has come out and said that those scenes were like two different days. That wasn't the same day. You know, they said that they were very safe with the dogs. They wouldn't abuse the dogs. They just, you know, this is how they, they get the dog. They introduce the dog to the water to make it feel less scared. But the moment the dog feels scared, they pull the dog back out of the water. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what ended up happening. Like, you know, that, that from what the footage looks like, it, it like, you know, if if you don't... If you've never had dogs, um, I wouldn't say they're just as scared as water as cats, but they can be, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, just imagine if you're a dog and you're like, all right, there's this rushing water. Let me just throw you in there. <laughs> it's like, to the, so it, it might seem scary to you. Um, but I, that's what pretty much everybody's saying. Why the movie failed is because of this footage that was released. Uh, fucking TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> TMZ's everywhere, man. They, they, yeah. To me, they're like probably if you want to know about somebody, just 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 watch TMZ. Apparently, because of it, the the I think even the premiere was canceled. It's so stupid. Yeah, they were like protests and stuff like that. I think PETA got involved and everything. Oh, oh, why do people yeah. still believe PETA? They're horrible. They're a horrible group. No red carpet. <laughs> they had they had no press um no press interviews because they know that that would have came up at the press interview to make the movie even worse. Um, make it sound worse. Yeah, it worked though. <laughs> if PETA that's what is PETA is a horrible group. They often had pictures where they were like. They should. They would have pictures like ads with like a sheep, like all bloody and cut up, saying like, "Oh, here's your wool coat." Like, are these people stupid? We bred sheep to use their wool. If you don't shave the the, the animals, not getting hurt, shaving the wool. Yeah. If like, anything, like... there was a sheep that was like let loose and like for th- was wandering around for like two years. It grew like a huge woolly coat to the point that it was like hurting its back. Mm. Um. You know, it weighed like, it weighed like double the amount of the, it weighed, you know, double than what the sheep weighed, and they had to cut the wool off the sheep, or else it would like suffocate, or its legs would collapse. So we kind of have to shave sheep. <laughs> well, in their eyes, it's like it's like, oh, we're messing with nature. So if that's how it's gonna be, then that's how they, they that's how they be. But if the sheep had died, they'd be like, well, that's that's their lifestyle. If he wasn't around, they would. That's what happened. By, I mean, by that logic, we wouldn't have bred, you know, wolves over and over to the point that we would get dogs, domesticated dogs, because that's dogs are pretty much here because of us. Sheep yeah. are the way they are because of us. <laughs> it's, it's our direct involvement in their um. They're domesticated. They're, yeah, it's like in their evolution. Yeah, we oh. we play God, and this is what we get. Yeah, so now we can't go back. <laughs> the way get, every, everything in the, the way I the way I summed up is like everything on Earth. We we all connected in somehow. We all need each other for something. So that's basically what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just pretty much how it all went down. Uh, and with, I, and with this, and the whole thing with this movie is like, is when it comes to making movies and stuff like that. I I think for the large part, a large part of the community, um, this large part of the society just don't know what it takes to make a movie. They don't know 
what um what they think you know what how many hours and what the difficulties are and stuff like that and i guess this is just another example of that if i just don't care they just want to know if anything's being hurt if the movie's good or bad they just don't care right yeah they don't really care about the nuances of how these things get accomplished and whatnot and even in the article they say they're advocating more for cg um animals no Um, i mean I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. If they feel like it's going to protect the animal, fine. But CGI just looks stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it can be really stupid if, you know, depending on the company you hire and <laughs> the skill of the actor and all those other shit. So. Like, what is it? Like, the director of the Jungle Book said he was going to do, like, a live-action Lion King. So I'm like, so is it really live-action when everybody's going to be CGI? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think they're like the um, I think Disney just released like their photos of the um, live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh so, yeah, that's coming out like next month. So yeah, so you see that makes sense to be CGI because it's a fucking beast. So <laughs> but oh, yeah, well a, a I, I live think it's, Lion King. I think the Beast is going to be it's actually all makeup and effects. I'm not sure yeah. how much CGI is uh, put no, on him, but yeah, yeah the but, Beast is definitely um, quote well. Props. <laughs> like the, the, the clock and the candlestick are, are going to be CGI and right, the yeah. like, I, <laughs> like I feel there's certain movies that lend themselves to CGI, but if you can use real dogs and stuff like that, and go right ahead. Just don't hurt them. And um, other than that, careful who's recording on your set. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. even if it's something just like a regular day, it can just look completely different. You know, perception matters, you know? Uh, well, sorry for the dog's purpose, and apparently the purpose was not to make money, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I love dogs, and it has a corgi in there, so I'm like, I kind of want to see it, but I don't want to see a I, dog die, like, live. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, I guess, like, the dog's first life. It's a story about reincarnation, yeah. and I guess you see the dog with, like, his first owner from the dog's first life, and then he lives, like... Two other lives until like his fourth life, he sees the owner he had in his first life. Now he's like an old man, so it's yeah. like oh, I don't want to see this. This shit's gonna make me cry. Uh, I don't want to deal but with they that. They gave the entire plot in the in the trailer, so I'm Pretty I'm much. sure it will pop up on Netflix at some point. It seems like a straight to Netflix. It's like I don't want to see a dog when it's a puppy, like right when it's born, and then you see it grows up and dies. Grows up and dies. <laughs> like oh, no, shit! Like that makes me sad. It's like oh, it shows that life is so short, and I don't want to deal yeah. with that. <laughs> so short and. Somewhat insignificant at times. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, moving on to some game news here. Um, so Marvel announces a new advent, uh, Avenger game from the developers behind Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. So, Square Enix. Square Enix. Um, so they put out a trailer. It's about, well, teaser. It's about 50-something seconds long. Um, very slow shots. Looks like something happened. You see the Square Enix. Yeah, you just see shot. you just see like Hulk, you know, Bruce Banner's glasses, and then you yeah. see Thor's hammer, hammer, Iron Man's glove, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you know Captain Marcus Shields is like, okay, an explosion happened or something happened. Yeah, I, it's shiny I and pretty. Know. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what they're trying to do here. And um, when Dwayne showed this to us, I was like, is this going to be another one of those isometric games that they just, you know, you see this really nice, pretty trailer. And then as soon as the game comes up, it just looks like nothing. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this much. It's like the Twitter just blew up like crazy with this stuff, with this, this story. And I'm looking at it like, did you say what it was? Was it going to be an RPG? The action scroller or like the old Avengers game in the arcade where, you know, the guy dies. He's like, no, I can't move, you know? So it's like, we don't know what type of game it's going to be. And everybody on Twitter is like, oh, my God, it's it's, Mar- it's Marvel's Avengers. Square Enix is doing it. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Square Enix has put out bad games, too. <laughs> like. I want to see something. You get all excited, and the next thing you know, if the game comes out, it's a flop. We're gonna be like, we're still excited for it. Come on. I, I mean, some, it, 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 yeah, we see the hammer and all that, but I want to know. It, I mean, there's a couple of guesses I could think of. Like we have DC Universe Online. Who knows? Maybe this could be the Marvel Avengers Online. I don't know. You know, maybe it'll not, be a, maybe it'll that. be maybe it'll be like Final Fantasy 15, but you yeah. play as the Avengers. Yeah, it could it could be an RPG where with all the Marvel with all the Marvel Avengers, and you know they could play through the movies, Secret Wars being an RPG style game, pick your character, or it could be like almost um, what, what was those games back in the day, the the Ultimate Alliance games or the X Men Legends games. It could be something like that. We don't know. We just saw a little teaser trailer, so it's like. I don't understand why Twitter just blew up like that. It's just like, okay, I'm I'm happy for you, but I mean, they just blew it up like it was like the game was coming like it was something big. Uh, no, no description at all. Like all you can go off of is just speculation of what like Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics, and um, Eidos, um Montreal. Like you just got to look at the games they make, and you know, think about what can they possibly put out. And they've all made fighting games and they've made isometric games and they've made like the DC online, blah, blah, blah. Like it could be any of those. And I, I have to say when Marvel puts out a game, it's always shitty to me. It's always mm-hmm. bad. Like, it's like well, the new whenever- Spider-Man game is supposed to, that's coming out. looks pretty cool. I don't even think they even own that though. I think that's Sony. Yeah. That's no, um, that's not, no, not Square Enix, but yeah. Square I think. Enix is working with, well, Square Enix and Sony has always worked close together. So that's yeah, like, I, but that's I don't fine, think Square, I'm, I'm, but Square Enix mm-hmm. isn't behind the new uh, Spider Man game coming out. I forgot which studio is working on it. Is it, what Activision? But they always had the Sony, they always had the Spider Man. Activision always did Spider Man. Yeah, I know. I know Activision always had Spider Man. Um, damn, who? I think, oh, Insomniac Games? They're doing the new one. Yes, Insomniac. Okay. So th- yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Insomniac is known for really good, you know, traversal um, adventure type games and stuff like that. Like, from all the, the stills we've seen of this game, it looks fantastic. And, you know, and I, you know, in a way, I'm glad I have a PS4. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I think... <laughs> you know, so I'll probably buy it on day one if I, you know, remember to buy it. Um... But this trailer tells me nothing. Like, not one thing. To tell me that they got the ass whoop and that's it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That'd be I cool if they did a did an RPG. I don't know. Has there been like a Marvel RPG? Um, I feel they'll do good if it's RPG. Not that I knew of. Um, but I I just hope it's not an isometric game. I just hope it's not 
a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Nah, you know, I, I could say this much. Uh, it won't be a fighting game. It's gonna be something like if you have to, if I have to take a rough guess, it has to be something like the X Men Legends games. Or, 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 or oh God, I hope not. Something like that. Terrible. Either something like that, or it's, or it's gonna be an action side scroller. Uh, that, I don't know. It's just Secret I, Rage style. I'm wondering. It's like, it's like okay, it's like okay. If you look at the um, Batman games, right, and the Spider-Man games and stuff like that, right? Why can't we get any of those for <laughs> those characters? I just don't understand. It's like, is it is it too many properties? Maybe we with? will. It, yeah, license. You gotta, you gotta have hope. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, it's so annoying. It's maybe, like, and that's what they keep putting out too. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's because those characters are owned by Disney now. I don't know. And Disney, they have enough money to do it. But, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, but it, I'm wondering. Uh, it's funny because Square Enix also has like a series of uh toys they came out with, which with like their own designs for like uh Marvel characters. They're called like the Marvel Universe variant play arts. Kai, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. I'm wondering if they'll go with those designs. They also did a uh, DC though, so I don't know. Ah, no. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so far, I am very underwhelmed. Like, right? like nothing about it is excited. It's just kind of like whatever. Um, to wait and see. Yep, definitely wait and see. Who knows what's going to happen with this stuff? Anywho, moving on to our final uh, story here for tonight is um. So this <laughs> there's a study and. This study says that it's mostly geared towards men, apparently, um, <laughs> that it's playing video games is a better stress reliever than sex for most men. Yes. <laughs> and the percentage of men that took this survey, because there's a better way for them to decompress um, uh, over time, apparently. So, yeah. They probably took this stereotypical gamer. Um, I mean, it doesn't really even say that it like what because they said that they, the study came from the University of College London, and they surveyed about two hundred and fifty one men, and they uh, you know, they said that a total of twenty nine percent of the men uh, said playing video games helped them cope with the stress. Seventy four percent said that's a big difference. <laughs> Seventy four yeah. said talking with friends, but it's saying twenty nine. But this, said playing video games and twenty seven picked having sex or watching porn. That's like a two percent difference, though. Yeah, this, very. This is my issue. They only did men. They didn't do women either. No, no they, they did, did women too. Yeah, yeah. about two hundred and forty women um, also took part in this. Um, mostly, like none of them played games. Boom. Yeah, and it seems like most, <laughs> most of them, most of the women, was like self help books, talking to friends, or doing arts and craft. Only, only like eleven percent of women said um, having sex is, or watching porn was a way to cope with stress um so very very different stats going on there um but apparently the study concluded somehow that gamers were found to have an overall lower need for recovery lower um lower negative negative work um slash home interference and had a more effective recovery experience particularly in relation to um subscales of relaxation and psychological detachment than non-gamers Oh, I can understand that. Look, if I'm having a stressful day at like work or something, I want to come home and just beat the shit out of something. So <laughs> it gets my aggression out. 
But then sometimes the video game makes me more stressful because I'm not winning. So yeah, is that- <laughs> I, would, I would I would be interested to to say what kind of games are they playing? Because if it's like a competitive game, I don't see how that's going to de-stress you unless you're like best in the world. That, that's the next question too. But it's like it is. What kind of game are they playing? It's like I'll be playing some RPGs, some some you know sports titles. I like hack and slash. That gets my question out because I guess I'm pretty much just button mashing. (laughs) Just like, fuck all these demons. Fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. I mean, me, I just play shooters when I'm stressed out. Just pop them gears and I'm good. See, stress, with with shooters, I can't focus because it's like, I can't, you know. Right, I'm stressed because I'm like focusing on like, oh, where's the enemy? Where's the enemy? Hack and slash, I'm just mindlessly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, another part of the study found that this is like from 2010. Another study said that they found that both men and women who play violent video games long term seem to be able to adapt mental skills to handle stress and become less depressed and get less yeah. hostile. Studies from that. I don't know. This is like I need to do a study. We need to do a study, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got stressed a lot, but maybe I just need to play more violent video games. <laughs> Apparently so. I yeah. think these, I mean, this is me personally speaking, but I think sometimes these studies are just bullcrap. What they say works for that person may not work the same for you or this or myself. Well, yeah, that's the point. That's why they're saying like 11% of people are this way and 27% of people are that way. So, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I don't understand. I guess these studies whoever they're sponsored by is supposed to prove some sort of point. I don't really know. Um, I guess, because you never know with some of these like different studies, especially when video games are involved. It could be some weird political agenda to like, you know, you know, uh, find a way to like pass a law, like file video games have been proven to blah, 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 blah. You know, that, that sort of thing. Or, drama ready. You remember how it was? Oh, I, I'm gonna shoot three people. Yeah, the video game made me do it because I played too much violent video games. I'm like, really? Right. Yeah, there was a period of that where they were trying to blame mass shootings on video games like Doom and um, Quake and stuff like that. And and people which believed it. Ended up nowhere. <laughs> I said, if people are violent, people are violent. If people, if uh, if a person is stressed to the point where they feel the need to have action. Um, onto other human beings, they're going to do it regardless of whatever devices they may have around them to uh-huh. help them, their coping mechanisms, you know? And even, like I would say, we can all attest to, like, playing online multiplayer, right? Especially in shooters. You're going to find more stressed people there than anywhere else in the community. Because, uh-huh. Or there are people who look to just antagonize you the whole way as you're playing. Yeah, so you get super anxious while you're playing. <laughs> Right, like, you know, like the, the the get good crowd, you know, like talking shit because you're just starting to you just started to play the game, and you don't really know everything. You're asking questions, so it is like those people who just have no, like they don't have a a synthetic a, a, a synthetic uh, bone in their body to help you in any way. So it's like there there are parts of the gaming community that's really, really toxic and stuff like that. So I, I like I said before, I'd be really interested in to see what kind of games were they playing, how long they were playing for, you know, like and, you know, how they were able to do this test properly in my Like opinion. if I played a game like Zelda, that would probably cope with you know, help me cope with stress because it's not stressful enough that I have to look around and 
you know, worry about what enemies are coming from every corner. Uh, you know, like adventure games, I guess, are kind of because it's an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I do like adventure games, story mode stuff, and whatnot. Because I don't feel less stressed playing multiplayer games at all, unless it's like a co-op game. But other than that, um, I need a story. I need something to achieve <laughs> in the game. <laughs> A goal to get to and finish or whatever. So yeah, check it out if you you know now you have an excuse, guys, to tell your girlfriend. Well, no, not tonight. I'm gonna. <laughs> I can see why. I can understand why only eleven percent probably listed because sometimes when you're just really stressed, I've heard like you just don't want to deal with people. Yeah. <laughs> so no. it's like you don't want to be touched. <laughs> You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to talk to anybody. So they're yeah. like cats. They're they're like cats. <laughs> like they don't want to be touched. They're annoyed. They're introverted. Yeah, very yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, um, that brings <laughs> us. You know, it, it brings us to the um, end of the show. We're not stressed. Um, probably going to play some video games after this. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so th- you know, like I said before. In the other episodes, we've said it a thousand times, probably by now. Definitely check out GamingRebellion.com. You know, check out the really cool articles there. Check out the other podcasts that are there as well. Um, you can find most of our episodes on GamingRebellion.com. Uh, you can also find, you know, some past episodes of ours as well on UponNerds.com. Uh, you know, look out for our YouTube page. We're trying to do something a little bit more with it as time goes on. Um, you know, but until next time, guys, uh, we really appreciate you for listening and, um, you know, find us on, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google music play, uh, or just, you know, download us directly from the website, you know, whichever website you want to go on to find us, go right ahead, you know, add us to your podcast feed guys. Um, but until next time, guys, we appreciate you for listening. Bye for now. Bye guys. Later. Three seashells.